Podcasters, welcome to another episode of this podcast in our series, Adventures in Renovating for Profit. I'm Scott Keenan. And I'm Lauren Keenan. And in this episode, we get a very honest account from an experienced real estate agent about what it takes to buy, renovate, and successfully sell a property. We recorded this interview a few months ago, and it's safe to say that conditions in the property market in Australia have become tougher, especially in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Across the country, dwelling values are down 4.2% since peaking back in October 2017. And here in Sydney, house prices are down 9.5% since June 2017. It is understandable that so many people are thinking about this and some are even worried, but it's important to keep things in perspective. If you have a look at the CoreLogic data going back to 1980, it shows that home prices have undergone several periods of adjustment during that time. After the recession in the 1990s, uh, when interest rates halved, Sydney home values more than doubled from less than $200,000 to more than $400,000, where they stayed for almost a decade. Wouldn't it be good if they were still around those oh prices? Goodness. And of course, um, the global financial crisis back in sort of 2008-9 also took a, a really big bite out of the value of our homes. But the market, of course, has continued to grow through those previous highs over the next 10 years. And now we're seeing an adjustment again. So it is challenging out there now and there are a lot of factors at play. But remember that investing in property is a long-term undertaking. And if you're renovating for profit, you've got to do your research to be sure that there is a market and a buyer for your renovated property at the right price for you to make money. In almost 20 years of property, Daniel Acox has seen a lot. And in this episode, he's got some great tips about what to look for when buying, how to differentiate the larger market with micro markets, how to go about marketing a property successfully after a renovation project project. And this is the best bit, how to get the best out of your real estate agent. Very important. So thanks to Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay, our trusted mortgage broker who can help find the right home loan for you. Here's our recent chat with Daniel Acox from the agency in Bondi in Sydney's eastern suburbs. So I'm here with Daniel Acox from the agency in Bondi. We're at a cafe, which is great. Yes. Enjoying coffee and um, chatting real estate, which we're really excited about. Good morning, Scott. Good and, morning to the listeners. And of course, um, it's always good to to talk to people uh, who, who you know. And I was lucky enough to get a referral to, to meet you. We've just met today, but uh, a friend has referred. And, and when you're in you know, the real estate property renovation game, it's always good to get a referral, right? Yes, exactly right. It always helps the, it helps the um, argument a lot. It, you know, it helps, um, I think, as well in terms of trust too. If you, if you've got a friend that can refer somebody, whether it's a real estate agent, a builder, a broker, um, it always makes you that little bit more comfortable that you know they've got a bit of a track record. Yeah, and I think with that social media generation, it's um, it's a really important thing. Um, referrals are easy to come by, and um, also the opposite. So it's always good to get a good referral. We should start with a little bit of background about you, so people you know know who you are. You're a really well credentialed guy, and um, you know we're here to get some advice from you and to sort of think about some of the questions that um, you know, people should be posing for themselves if they are looking at renovating for profit. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I've been in real estate for over. Over 20 years, most importantly over the last 10 to 11 years, I've been managing sales teams in all the blue chip areas of Sydney, uh, including the inner west, 
the lower north shore and um, the eastern suburbs. So I've managed the teams I've been selling. So I think I've got a good understanding of um, what people need to do to run a pay-for-profit. You must have seen a lot of changes in the market over that 20 years and in the way that people buy and sell. Yes and no. I think a lot of people think that the market moves potentially more than it does. You know, I always say that 20 years ago I met somebody saying that they'd wait to buy until the market dropped and, you know, I met them six months ago and they're still waiting for the market to drop. (laughs) Um, So, you know, if you've got a long-term view, and we'll discuss that further, but if you've got a long-term view of property market, you're not going to see many negative, uh, you know, negative outcomes um, for you. The other change that we've seen is, again, auctions versus private treaty for sale. Yep. Um, that really hasn't changed. Certainly, uh, the internet has made a big difference in the way people are searching. So that's the other real big change that we've seen. Uh, the realestate.coms, the domains, those big portals have allowed consumers to get more information of both what has been sold and also what will be sold in the future and um, new things coming to market. And then has that changed the way that you work, though? I mean, it must be, obviously must have. A, a much bigger focus on online now. Um, you still having those hand-to-hand relationships with clients? Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that's the key. If we can blend the old with the new, um, that will make a really big difference. Everybody is searching online. There is, again, uh, print media, um, and that traditional media is still important for the passive buyers that may not be, the older generation may not be necessarily looking for my next dream home, but flicking through the paper they might find that. The market has changed a lot over the last couple of years, I suppose, and, and when we're talking about um, renovating for profit, whether it's to, to flip or to rent, um, you know, we had a really big boom sort of uh, a few years ago, mm. and over the last 18 months it's come off. Do you think there's ever a good or bad time to buy property? I think most importantly, it's not about the market, it's about you and your personal situation. Um, a lot of people say, I'm going to buy at the top. A lot of the time we don't know we've reached the top until it's too late. But I think it's most important to look at your own finances, your own family situation, your own property and financial goals moving forward before necessarily looking at the market, then having a look at the market. But as I said, if you have a long-term view there is no wrong time to join, to get into the market. Renovating to then turn over quite quickly, that's potentially where there could be a chance of um, a challenge. And we've talked about this in a previous episode in this season, that, that property is very much a long-term proposition and you know, renovating to rent um, and doing that in a smart way perhaps um, is a, you know, a really good option if you're looking for a, you know, a reasonably safe longer-term investment. Yeah, yeah. If you can add value to something that you bought well and then get some uh, rental growth and rental return, um, as well as capital growth in the long term, you know, that's most probably you're on a winner. So a really simple question, I suppose, then, how do you know where the market is? What's the sort of information that people should be looking at? How do you know if the market is, is going well or not? Um, I think I think the first thing to do is not read what's on the Sydney Morning Herald front page, um, what's potentially on the, the news, because, um, as you said, the market has been strong for many years, um, and approximately five or six years ago, every week there's been an article saying the market's about to drop. Um, is that a problem yeah. for you as an agent? Do you find that really difficult, having yeah. to manage your clients and you know your buyers and your sellers in the context of, of that sort of big swing every day of positive, yeah. negative, and positive, I, and negative? And I think this comes news. back to your initial question. Ultimately, the best way to decide where the market is is looking at comparables, looking at properties that have sold um, with the similar attributes 
to the property that you're either looking for, you own, and not necessarily getting carried away in where the market is. Is the market a little bit softer now? It's most probably a bit softer. But as I joked the other day, it won't be long until there is a property journalist talking about how it's just about to boom. And they will continue on that until it starts booming and then they'll go back. It sells papers, it's, it, it gets clicks, um, and that's what I think is ultimately the, the thing that they're looking for. So if that's what you shouldn't be looking for, mm. you know, what are the things that you should be looking for? And I guess what are the, what are the questions that people should ask themselves yeah, to, to, to I, get I, a good I, sense about the market? I've always said and when my, uh, when my wife and myself are looking to buy, you know, I have the luxury of seeing property a lot. Um, and I said to her, she needs to go out and look at all different types of properties to really understand what value is. Because until you know what value is, you shouldn't rely on somebody else. You're going to put half a million dollars, a million dollars, potentially more into a property, but you're going to take the blind faith of somebody saying that that's good value. Ultimately, I think you've got to go out there and pound the pavements, um, look at you know realestate.com, follow through and see the auction results, see what that sold for, but really get out there and see how the aspect changed, you know, com- that property compared to the other property that has an opposite aspect, you know, those types of things. And that's the, that's the thing that you can really only do if you put in the time and effort yourself, right? That's correct. And, and, and what we're talking about is an investment. And if you're going to get the best out of your investments, whether that in, in the stock market, whether that be the property, whether that be in art or wine, whatever you're going to invest in, it's important that you're educated as much as you can. And I think in this day and age with podcasts like like the one we're talking on today, that allows you to get better educated. So for the people that are listening, they're the smart guys at the moment. So when you're looking for a property, what's the best way that a real estate agent can help you with your search? I think it's most importantly, it's about building relationships with good real estate agents. Um, The better relationship you can build with a local real estate agent, a real estate agent that does, um, sells a lot of property in and around the area that you're looking to purchase, I think that allows you to then have that trusted advisor um, that you can discuss you can work with Um, and then when you build a relationship they're more likely to potentially help you do more those things may be um, going and looking at the other agents properties that you may be interested in to get give a third party idea of what they think it's worth or the value or the ability to flip i like that i've never heard of that before yeah it's 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 something that we offer you know to the people that we we're not going to offer it to this person that we meet for the first time but somebody that we build a relationship with and it doesn't mean that you have to sell a property through us or potentially sell we just like to build relationships with people um, that are going to reciprocate give us the trust and we will give them the trust um, and work through the other thing as we talk about talked earlier about in the social media and internet generation is there's a high proliferation of off-market sales off-market sales are those sales that don't hit the realestate.com don't hit domain.com um, but Agents have them in their what we call the bottom drawer um, and are prepared to sell them if they get the right price. For the team that I manage, last year we sold 40% of our properties off market. 40%? 40%. 
Wow. So therefore, if you're just relying on realestate.com and domain, you're not going. To, you you potentially miss out on forty percent of the stock. So, in a way, uh, you know, doing your online research and and uh, having a look at what is is being marketed out there is only part of the story. That is part of the story. So that's again, and it's coming- an important part of the story that helps you, I guess, get a sense for what you want. Mm. But there's another part to the equation here where you've got to go and meet people. Yep got to go and speed date a bunch of real estate agents, get to know them, find the ones you like, and develop relationships with them. Exactly right. And I think that's where, again, going back to the marketing, we talked about traditional and then the new way. The traditional way is build a relationship with a real estate agent. The new way is search on the internet. I think they still marry together, um, like a lot of things. It's not just about the new technology, but it's also those old traditional methods that have worked so well for all of us. You seem like a good real estate agent from what you've said so Thank far, um, in terms of being a good connector, uh, being someone who can help a client even though you may not get the sale. How do you tell the difference between, and this might be a little bit biased with this, but you know, how do you tell the difference between a good and a bad real estate agent? What are the telltale signs people should look out for when they meet them? I, th- I think when you when you start off looking through the realestate.coms and the domains and you're asking what the price is, what they're quoting, if it was going to auction or what it's for sale for, and then follow that through to what it sells for, that'll start to give you an understanding of is the agent telling you the truth are they not? Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the big one. Unfortunately, we've been tarnished for a long time uh, as an industry for not telling the truth, and a lot of that was warranted for a long time. And unfortunately, in some places with some small around. amount, there you know, but like every industry, there's a small amount of bad eggs. But ultimately, it's seeing who sells the most properties in the area. Potentially, it's the younger guy. It's the younger um, agent, male or female, that's just starting their... They're hungry. They're hungry and they're prepared to service you um, like potentially the older guys aren't. So, you know, look at who's the young person, who's got the energy, who's nice to deal with when you go to an open house. And I think that's the key as well, isn't it? It's kind of like uh, like people too, right? It's like it's like finding friends or or dealing with people in your, your business life that you that you like, that you can get on with, that maybe have some similar values or that are just nice and polite when you start dealing with exactly. them. That always helps. Exactly right. It's always good and, and we learn from previous generations, our parents' generations, that everybody had the family doctor. Well, what we now need to be looking for, and I think it's the stri- everybody strives to do it in professional services, is who's going to be the family real estate agent for the future? Who's going to be the family builder? And we've got to look at all those things, and you find them the same way. But as we started off with, referrals a good way to start. What do you think about the market options right now for people either um, you know renovating to flip or renovating to, to rent? Taking Sydney as an example, is there a glut of decent renovated rental properties sitting in the market? Are there lots of properties out there that have been renovated that people are trying to sell and can't sell? Or do you think that there's always room in the market for a bunch of different um, property types, including you know these sort of two options? When we talk about the market, Unfortunately, whether it be in any of the capital cities, there might be 40 or 50 markets, micro markets per, yep. you know, micro markets. So we have to be careful, and we're going back to the Sydney Morning Herald, you know, when they talk about the market. Unfortunately, Bondi is different to a Campbelltown really market. Great point. Really um, great point. So existing stock. Um, that has been done with high-quality renovations. Um, there's always a need and a desire for that because people like myself um, are lazy and don't want to necessarily go through the hard work that potentially um, some of the listeners are looking to do. Um, you know, or, in, or have the time. Or, you might have or, other priorities. Or, yeah, or, or have the time. That's, that's, that's nearly the more important thing. 
I think it's important that it's always good quality. If it's if the quality isn't there, it will be found out very quickly. Yep. But is there a need for one bedrooms, two bedroom apartments, or four bedroom houses? It really comes down to the, that time in the market. Today, we might see a shortage of two-bedroom apartments with parking. Next week, that might change with a few results. So it is hard to say, but ultimately, in a generalisation, good quality with those key attributes, parking, aspect, north-facing is good, sunlight. Um, It can be south-facing, but have lots of windows, Um, balconies, outdoor areas, close to transport, infrastructure. All those things, no matter whether you're looking to buy in uh, Frankston, whether you're looking to buy in Bondi, whether you're looking to buy in Hornsby, New Farm, Brisbane, all those things, it doesn't matter what the market is, they're the key attributes that go through the market. So then um, having to think about Sydney, which is where you operate in mm. sort of eastern northern Sydney. Are there lots of renovated properties coming into the market right now? I know there's been a lot of new development certainly in, in inner Sydney and you see much the same in, in Melbourne. I was down there a few weeks ago um, and in Brisbane too. A lot of particularly apartments and they're holding you know, reasonably strong in, in terms of um, sale prices right now. But you see many um, renovated properties come into the market? Not a huge amount because um, certainly in the markets that I've worked, although the market seems to be you know softer there has been a lowered um, supply so that has kept prices quite high um, and therefore a lot of those somewhat professional um, builders that are looking to just turn over individual properties may have stepped out of the market for a little bit so we're not seeing a huge amount of that and then now as the market does become a little bit softer people that may be bought at a good level um, might not necessarily get what their um, their return back yep. so potentially looking now to renovate and then rent out and just use as an investment until the market picks up and um, go from there. But it sounds like um, from what you're saying that you've got to do your research in your whatever your micro market is you know if you're looking at um, properties in, in Penrith in Western Sydney or somewhere in you know out of Melbourne have a look at that specific market find out what's happening there are there properties that have been renovated that are in the market is there room for the type of property you're wanting to sell do you think there's a buyer for your property yes. and if there is then maybe it's a more sound investment than just buying one and renovating it right yes you know and and, and we're sitting in this cafe you know under a building that myself and my boss at the time turned a 180 square meter three-bedroom apartment into a bachelor pad one-bedroom apartment you know huge 180 square meters that won't work in most markets so you've got to choose your renovation accordingly. Um, getting rid of a dining room or opening up a fourth bedroom in a family, um, you know, in a suburban area might not be the right thing to do. So if you're going to make design or renovation tips, um, you've got to really look then at the um, market of who's going to rent it, the potential tenant that you're looking for, or the potential seller uh, in the long term. So when people are looking at properties and thinking about how much they might want to pay, and if they're thinking about buying a property to renovate or perhaps and then rent on, or buying a property to um, renovate and maybe sell soon or sell in a few years, mm. should they be looking, I guess, at the, the pricing structure um, differently and thinking about how they would 
come to a price for a property? The most important thing to do is look at your own personal situation, yep. whether that be speaking to an accountant, a mortgage broker, um, but most importantly, that's where you need to start because it, there's no use saying, well, that property's worth 800000 and that would be a great buy if you can only afford six hundred. So firstly, that's where you need to really start working and looking at at that level. Then you need to look at as we talked about the history, the comparable sales, what's happening in the market. Because what may be a good buy six months ago might not be a good buy or a good price today. So it's important that you're, you don't just research at the start, but you continue your research through the journey that you're going on until you've acquired the property. Or on the flip side, when you are looking to potentially sell the property, um, you're looking at what's happening in and around the market leading into that. I think it's important. The reason I ask that is that when uh, we renovated a property recently, you know, we made some decisions in the, the sort of the budgeting process after we had um, made the purchase about what we would do based on what we were going to do with the property. So, you know, we decided not to to renovate fully the kitchen mm-hmm. and really just to, to smarten it up because we knew that it was suitable for a rental in that area that we'd bought. But if we were to want to make it attractive to a, a family to, to purchase and invest their money in, we probably would have had to have done more to that kitchen. I think that would have maybe changed the, the sums on the property and the price that we would have paid in the first place. Sure, yeah. And I just think that's an important thing for people to think about. Um, likewise with fees for real estate agents, um, whether it's the fee that you pay when you sell the property yep. if you're renovating to sell or the fees that you will pay for management of the mm-hmm. property. And what are the sorts of numbers that people need to be thinking about? Again, it varies in different markets, um, anywhere from one5 to 2.5% maybe even a little bit higher in um, some of the more uh, suburban areas. You might be paying up more closer to the 3%. In different states, there is different um, structures um, depending on whether it's regulated or deregulated. There's also the costs included in marketing your property if you wanted to take it to market for sale. For the average property that we're selling um, in that, say, half a million to $1.52 million range, you're most probably looking to spend seven or $8,000. Um, again, that will change in markets depending on whether the newspaper is a um, more important thing in that individual market. On the rental side, rentals, again, change, but, you know, between 5 to 7 8%. Um, so it varies know, quite a bit. It, it does vary. Um, even even in the market that I work, it can vary depending on um, what two parties t- can negotiate, um, which is... And I guess if you've got a couple of properties with an agency, they might do you a deal, or if uh, there's, you know, you've got some other reason to, to negotiate Yeah, price, obviously, you know, we're, we're somewhat professional negotiators, um, so therefore, if we can get more business out of somebody, we're most probably prepared to look after somebody a little bit more but they're the they're the fees obviously when you're talking about um, renovating for profit and then selling there's the big one that a lot of people don't think of which is uh, capital gains tax um, and it's important um, because that's when you say oh well if we work out the numbers and then the government takes 50 percent um, that's something that you really need to be aware of you know because that can turn a, a good result into a very poor result if that hasn't been factored in
you know, you should talk to your accountant about that as well, of course, because there are some uh, discounts that can be applied over time. Yeah, and there's tax, tax implications for any investment. You know, you best go to um, the, the professional um, that looks after your finances um, and accounts and everything. There's a recurring theme here, isn't there? There is. But, but it's really important and we can't, we can't press on it enough and it's something that Lauren and I have talked about in the, uh, in the show um, in this season so far as well. So... Fees are a little bit different then, obviously, for selling uh, and for renting. Renting fees are obviously um, on, ongoing, um, whereas it's a sort of a one-off fee for um, a, a sale. So you need to factor that into your budget. I guess once you've got that down pat and you're clear which way you're going, um, how, how does an agent market a property like that if they were to sell it in particular? You know, is it something that you would showcase in a, in a, in a different way to another property that maybe was a new build, or is it really just about the, the merits of, of a property? Yeah, it's about the merits, and, and, and it's about giving that and we when we look at it it's always about the individual because yes we might we might sell properties that are worth more but ultimately this is the most important uh, property that you own and we have to treat you like whether you own a property that's 200,000 or 20 million um, and we need to give you the same respect across the board and the rules are the same you want to give that property the very best shot to get the best result. So whether it be a new build, whether it be a, you know, a renovate for profit, whether it be an existing family home, it's a matter of when the day comes that the agent says, I think we should take this offer, or the auctioneer comes to you and says, do you want to sell it? You know in your heart of hearts that you've chosen an agent that couldn't have done anything more. You've invested in the marketing that has uncovered the most amount of buyers in the market at that time and the strategy has worked. That doesn't vary from property to property. What it vary, what it is, is a tried and tested formula that works across all properties. When you're going through a renovation and you, you know, you've decided to sell at some stage, thinking about your buyer, who is your buyer, so that when the agent comes in, you can talk to them about who the the property is that you've you're sort of aiming at. You can have a clear story to tell, and you've got the features in the property that you've renovated to back up that story. Yeah, every real estate agent loves to be given as much information as possible. Um, the reasons that potentially um, the client has bought this home and where they see this moving to, what they see the benefits are, who they see, as you said, the potential purchaser is and why that is. Um, all that information is just key to us, whether that be the history of the building that potentially nobody else found out but the old man that lives on level two told you about because he's been in the building since it was built. You know, all those types of things really help us and also set your property apart because you can say to the buyer, this is it. And when Mr. and Mrs. Buyer get home after seeing 15 properties on a day, they say, I like that one. Which one was that? That was the one with a little bit of interesting history and it sticks out for them. Personality is really important, storytelling as well. This is a series about giving people a good handle on the, ideally, the questions that they should ask themselves and then ask the experts like yourself, the real estate agent, the mortgage broker, the accountant, the builder, through the course of a project. Um, Are there any questions for you that buyers or sellers can ask you so that you can help them to get the best result at the end of the process? 
again, renovating to sell and renovating for profit to sell quickly. It's always good to know, well, if you're potentially looking in that market of unrenovated properties and haven't been necessarily looking at what the renovated version of this property would look like, that's certainly a key. What would, you know, Mr. Mr. Agent, you know, Daniel, you know, if this property went to market today, but it had a new bathroom, a new kitchen, obviously, it's hard to know what the finishes are like, but what would that sell for? And then you can certainly find out, well, oh, hang on a sec, I'm surprised because it's got some unrenovated properties are getting as much as the, unre- uh, the renovated properties. And the reason being is that people want to do their, put their own stamp on it. Um, so that's certainly a question that you want to look at. One of the other questions you could ask, Scott, is um, getting the agent's advice on what's required or what's needed if they were going to renovate for profit. Do they suggest doing a breakfast bar and maybe getting rid of a, um, a, a the dining table, making the dining area smaller? Is it better to have two bedrooms or one bedroom with a study and a larger bathroom? All those types of things because we're the ones out there selling and seeing what, again, we're the ones going to represent you, hopefully, you know, when it comes to selling. And you're talking to people all the time, right? You're talking to potential buyers all the time. Real estate agents are tapped into what buyers are looking for. Exactly right. And then on the rental side, it's a matter of what are the rents, how the rent's going, what's the vacancy rate. What sort of discount can you give me? (laughs) What kind? No. (laughs) But, you know, all those things, again, it's all about educating yourself on the investment you're about to make. Yeah, and I think that's, a re- that's been the, the really um, key thing that, that we've talked about today and one of the key uh, takeouts that, you know, uh, anybody thinking about um, buying a property, even if it's not to renovate, but if you're looking to get into the property market, is to do your research and talk to the experts who know a bit about the, the sort of the micro market where you're, where you're looking to buy. Exactly right. And when you really look at it, you know, your family home, hopefully, is going to be the biggest investment you make. Though when you're looking at your family home, don't look at it too much as a renova- as a profit. It, it's a home. It, it, it's a house. It's shelter. It's one of the basic essentials we all need. And I think too many people focus on buying a house that is going to be the best investment for them instead of what's best for their family. I think then you park the house and then you move down to potentially the second biggest investment you make, which is um, the investment property, whether that be to renovate to sell or renovate to use as a tenant. Um, and I think there's an, there's a clear distinction you need to make between those two properties. It sounds like it sounds like then that's something that you're you're seeing people sort of forgetting sometimes to make that distinction in in the uh, the purchase of the family home. Yes, ultimately you have to look at that time frame. People say, well, is the market going up or is the market going down? Everybody you know that's listening to this would have asked a real estate agent or somebody you know in their professional network. And the fact of the matter is. Is if you've got a five to ten view, year view, there is a good chance it's going to be a positive outcome. We've just got to look at the uh, the history of real estate and the history of property markets in Australia in particular. You could look at other countries too, but if, like you say, if you take a sort of a medium to long-term view, you're usually pretty sound. Yes, exactly right. We're not giving uh, you know financial advice here, but it's certainly, you know, the facts do, um, do sort of stack up yeah. in that regard. But if you have a six-month to 12-month view, there is a potential, you know, and again, not giving the advice, but being honest, that there is a potential that it doesn't necessarily work work out as well as um, you would have liked because we are at the mercy of the market. 
um, supply and demand and every other economic factor, um, including the banks at this point in time, and their lending criteria has tightened up a lot. Yeah, we talked about that with Stephen Lem from Mortgage Choice earlier in this season, and uh, he said that um, you know the, the conditions in terms of lending and being able to get access to finance are much, much tougher now than he's ever seen in his 30-year career. Um, so I think that's you know obviously a factor that uh, you know coming back through some of the lessons we've talked about in this series, that's a that's a really big one too, and making sure that you are prepared, that you've got the advice, and that you've saved plenty of money to be able to put you in the position to get the finance that you need from a bank. Yeah, and what's Stephen said is exactly what we're seeing. It's the one thing that has changed our market more than anything in the last 12 to 18 months. And so one of the tips that we're saying, again, you know, Stephen would be a better person to speak to, is that when you've got pre-approval, if you let that pre-approval lapse and you have to go through another pre-approval, you may be knocked down to a lower level because the bank's not going to lend you as much. Mate, thanks very much for your time. Some really interesting insights there, some fantastic uh, ideas, tips and advice about some of the things that you need to think about when you're looking at property. And, uh, you know, it's always good to have good friends and it's good to have good advisors. And, you know, Daniel, you've got plenty of great advice. So we really appreciate you for your time and uh, for, for sharing that information with, with us. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they do that? Uh, well, Scott, thank you firstly for having me. And um, hopefully the listeners have got some value out of what I've said. The company I work for is The Agency. We're across the eastern seaboard and also in uh, Western Australia. Um, so we can be found on theagency.com.au. Theagency.com.au. Check it out. And Daniel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Shake it! Wow, a big thanks to Daniel for sharing so much great info with us. Yeah, really good with his time. Great fella and had plenty of good information. So hopefully uh, you've enjoyed that and got some good information for your next um, renovation project or even if you're just looking to buy or sell a property. And if today's episode and this podcast series has got you all excited about your next renovation project, finance could still be a big stumbling block. That's why you need an expert who can guide you through the lending process, which has become even harder with lending rules so much tighter these days. Yeah, we've worked with Stephen Lem and the team at Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay in Northern Sydney for years. They helped us into our first home with a really great deal that was right for us and then Stephen's looked after us ever since. He sure has. So if you're looking for someone you can trust to find the right home loan for you, we can thoroughly recommend Stephen to look after you too. Just search Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay and keep your questions coming in for our next episode. Can't believe we're wrapping up the season next week. We're leaving a really fun bit to the end. On a high, we're going to finish on a high. (laughs) So um, we're going to be wrapping up the season with your questions from this series, Adventures in Renovating for Profit. Perhaps you wanted to know more about how to find the right property or the tools you need for building a successful budget or the latest trends in renovating and interior design, which I can certainly help you with to make your property pop. Yeah, just send your questions a couple of ways via a DM on Instagram to Lauren. She's at Lauren Keenan Home. Uh, or you can email her, lauren at laurenkeenan.com.au. New email address, yeah, please note. That's in the next episode of the podcast, thanks to Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay, our trusted mortgage broker who can help find the right home loan for you. I'm really looking forward to going through all those questions Me next too. week. Answering some of those little things that have just got you thinking. It's like an agony aunt section or something, isn't it? <laughs> Did Dolly Doctor? Yeah, for, more, for, for property. I, I like that agony art. I could leave, but a doctor—that sounds professional. Doctor in the house, get it? House, doctor. Property. I like it. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week here on the podcast. Thanks, podcasters.